0: Welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and today I'm going to be joined by our Europe expert, Lucy, who is ready to take us on the ultimate Italian road trip. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm
1: really happy to be here. I believe you are going to take us on a trip around Italy today. Yes, as much as possible. We're going to go from the north and we're going to work our way down to the south. So where are we starting? So we're going to start in Lake Garda, which was a new discovery for me this year. And it is stunning. It's so beautiful. It's vast. I didn't realise how huge it was. And... It's great to navigate. There's so much to do on the water. The ferries go across the lake to and from all these amazing, beautiful little villages, which have got limoncello everywhere. And like, Ooh, you nice. know, everything is about the food. And quite. it feels quite sort of German, the okay. sort of the villages. They feel like a bit little Hansel and Gretel kind of <laughs> style. But um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. And I loved being out on the water. And it's so different as well from the, the south of the lake. It's all very flat. And then you go when you go up to the north it's these huge mountains and you can go up on cable cars to oh, the top beautiful. of the mountains and look out over. it's just stunning really beautiful. Closest airport obviously you can fly into Verona and get there really easily from okay. Verona so it, Verona is a nice little sort of pit stop you could spend a couple of nights there and then go up up to to Lake Garda. It's got some absolutely stunning hotels as well so that a lot of the hotels are from midway up the lake further north they Mm -hmm. sort of tend to be higher up okay so you get these amazing 360 views oh wow of the lake you know and you can watch the weather roll in and roll out again so even when it's a beautiful sunny day you'll still get really good you know the views are you know it's ever-changing that sounds so beautiful you um you mentioned things to do on the lake can you do water sports and things on the lake? Yeah, absolutely. So you can, we hired a boat, so we had a little poodle around on a boat, which was really good fun. You can obviously, there's lots of swimming areas mainly in the south. They tend to be sort of more beachy kind of swimming areas. You can obviously do paddle boarding and can do that mainly in the south because it's a lot flatter there, so it's a bit more sort of a leisure kind of swimming and area.
0: That sounds beautiful. So we can't do a podcast about Italy without mentioning the food.
1: Where are we going to eat in Lake Garda. I found so many great gelato shops. <laughs> Um, in every little village. I mean, all the villages are great. They've got, you know, really good pizza and pasta. I mean, pizza and pasta features everywhere, but they are just really good. Um, But the gelato in that area just seemed to be amazing. I don't know why or what it was. So there were huge portions as well. Um, But there was ice cream everywhere. Amazing. So we're going to get some
0: giant ice cream and sit on the shores of Lake Garda. Yeah, perfect. Perfect couldn't ask for anything more (laughs) you mentioned flying into Verona and maybe spending a few days there What's Verona like? I, I think of Shakespeare when I think of Verona. <laughs> that might just be me.
1: You know, I think everybody does. Oh, okay, they, Everybody thinks of Shakespeare because Juliet's balcony is there. So it's like going into this tiny little courtyard and you've got this tiny little balcony and you've got about 100 people in it in this tiny little <laughs> courtyard. But it is spectacular. It's like a real wow moment, I think, when you mm. go because it's it's something you grow up with. It's something you've known throughout school, throughout your life. And then suddenly you're there in this little courtyard that's influenced this amazing story. So yeah, that was a pretty special moment. But Verona itself is beautiful. It's like lots of lovely, um, sort of pedestrianized streets, great shopping, like amazing shopping. Okay. And it's got, uh, it's got a beautiful river and, um, we did some lovely wine tasting well Italy is definitely
0: known for its wine as well very much so where is the wine region of Italy is it around Verona
1: all over Italy oh, okay yeah I think everywhere in Italy has its own speciality so you've got Chianti obviously in Tuscany mm-hmm. which is very famous um but yeah everywhere in Italy it's got amazing wine
0: So we've left Verona, but we're still in the sort of northern part of Italy, am I right? Yeah, that's right. So where else is worth seeing? You can't be in
1: that part of Italy and not go to Venice. Iconic city. Yeah, very iconic. <laughs> and it's one of those cities that you see, you've see, you seen images of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I only discovered it this year. So for me, it was like a real wow moment. You arrive in Venice and you travel on a water taxi to your hotel. And it is just like in a living painting. Oh, wow. So it's just beautiful. So you've got all of these iconic kind of buildings around you that have been on images that I've seen growing up mm-hmm. and in paintings, and suddenly you're there and it's real and it hasn't changed in centuries, thousands of years. That sounds so
0: beautiful. How do you get to Venice? Can you can you fly directly into Venice?
1: Yeah, so you fly into Venice and the airport is located just outside and then from there you can get a water taxi straight from the airport oh, wow. but it takes quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So most people then will do a little car transfer and you can then mm-hmm. get your private water taxi into directly at the hotel. You get dropped off and you've got like a Entrance to your hotel right in front of you, and that's on the what, water. On the water, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a real like James Bond moment almost. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fantastic, um and I think all you know a lot of the hotels that Inspiring Travel do have these amazing entrances, or they're on like their own little island, which is uh, you know it just feels really, really spectacular way to arrive in Venice.
0: That sounds like a movie set. Yeah. It's exactly a movie set. In Venice, do you really travel around by gondola or is that something that's for tourists or is it worth doing?
1: It's definitely for tourists, (laughs) but you can't not do it. It's such a special experience. We did a sunset gondola cruise. So it was beautiful. So we went around all of the um, canals and all the lights were coming on. And people were starting to sort of have a few drinks on terraces and and eat out in restaurants. And it got darker and darker and the lights got brighter and brighter. And it was Honestly, it was magical. And then there are people being proposed to on gondolas going past you. <laughs> somebody playing a violin on another gondola. Like it was it was
0: such good fun. Yeah, Almost like so quintessentially what you imagine yes. Venice
1: to be that it's quite something to see it come to life. Yeah. And you've got all the gondoliers and their stripy t-shirts and their straw hats. And you're, <laughs> some of them are singing. <laughs> wow. It feels very romantic. Very Italian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have any top tips of places to eat in
1: Venice? We had the most amazing lunch at Chip's restaurant at the Cipriani. The Cipriani is a hotel? It's a Belmont hotel, yes. One of the hotels that we have at Inspiring Travel. And they um, have this amazing restaurant, which is right on the water. So you go over there on a private boat you've got your lunch reservation you're sat right on the water's edge you're overlooking venice st mark's square you've just got these amazing views and the food is obviously outstanding and it's it's a really special place to have a uh, have a lunch if you're not staying at the hotel i mean i'd recommend staying at the hotel but if you're not <laughs> staying there definitely go there and have a lunch because it's just beautiful and then even if you have a dinner there you can go and the, all the l- lights are coming on and everything and after dinner, you can pop back across to to venice and you can have a drink in harry's bar which is a real iconic place to have a bar it's this tiny little bar it's always packed full it's got a great atmosphere i go and have your limoncello spritz or, <laughs> or
0: <laughs> definitely up for a limoncello spritz yeah. right now <laughs> What about the uh, smaller islands around Venice? I believe there's quite a few islands that sort of form part of Venice, but are separate from it.
1: Yes. And you can get around by um, the water buses. So you can go over to Murano, which is where all the the famous for its glass factories and all the glass blowing. And it's like a miniature Venice almost. So they've got canals going through it and lovely bridges across great restaurants as well. But also all this amazing artisan kind of craft that they've glass done for years and, and years and yeah yeah hundreds you of years can you go of, in and watch them making the glass yeah so you can watch them go and do glass blowing and they make they, they'll do a demonstration for you and you can go to the factories you can buy stuff from from like small little glasses to massive chandeliers oh, all in this amazing fantastic. and then i think the um there's some mar- like there's only like 21 masters of this of glass blowing okay. on the island that are truly like murano glass experts um so it's and quite then uh, unique... Yeah, and they've been doing it for like 70 years and then they've got all of their sort of like sub-masters beneath them. I think it takes you a long time to get up to the sort of master level of this.
0: That sounds like something really special to go and watch. Yeah, it's very cool. After Venice, where
1: are we going to travel next? Let's go a little bit further south in Italy. Okay, so Florence is a fantastic city. It's a perfect city as well for a short break. So it's got amazing history and it's full of art and culture. So they've got amazing um, galleries. They, okay. They've got a, a Fitzy Gallery and the Academia Gallery. And you could see the Statue of David. Um, oh, wow. That yeah. iconic yeah. Uh, Michelangelo statue. Yeah. So it's, you know, and, and the streets are beautiful. It's all cobbled streets. And then you walk around tiny little alleyways and it opens out to this huge piazza kind of square obviously got the cathedral that sounds beautiful Mm. where did you stay when you were in Florence you say it's ideal for a short break where would you recommend we stay when we're there I think um there's uh, you can stay in central Florence which is beautiful and you can walk everywhere which is lovely and I stayed on the um in a hotel called the Hotel Longano which is right on the Arno river so it's got these amazing amazing views of the Ponte Vecchio bridge which is this iconic bridge which is centuries old and it's still got all of the buildings on it that used to be shops and still are they still are trade trades that still trade out of there mostly jewelry and things like that um but you can also stay outside of Florence and then you've got the amazing views of Florence and you're just a lot quieter it's a little less hustle and bustle mm. and you've got much more sort of space around you so you could stay at the um, Villa San Michele for example up in the hills and just look out over the views and you can get into Florence in about 10 minutes easily so
0: that sounds ideal somewhere a little bit removed from the city but still close enough to to visit yeah and have a nice chilled break yeah after Florence Where would you recommend we go on our hypothetical Italy road trip?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a lot, isn't it? Um, I would definitely visit the Amalfi Coast. So I spent my birthday this year in Ravello on the Amalfi Coast, which was just the most stunning and romantic way to spend a birthday. It was beautiful. it sounds fantastic. Where Um, in the grand scheme of Italy is the Amalfi Coast? So it's sort of, um, it's on the West Coast. And it is sort of south of Naples. Is it nice weather there? Is it sort of beach? Yes. Everything's very high up on sort of cliffs mostly. Okay. So you, you travel up high. So the whole point, and you've got these amazing views of, well, it, where I'm staying in Ravello, you're, you're up high and you've got these amazing views over the, over the sea. You've got villages underneath you. The village of Ravello itself is just this really quiet. It feels very s- sort of unspoilt. Untouristy touristy kind of village very quaint yeah very and it's got beautiful villas within it and you can go and visit them It's got amazing gardens got great restaurants and they love their ceramics as well so there was a lot of ceramic workshops you can go to and stuff like that did you go to any of the uh, ceramics workshops just the sort of show houses sure. yeah just the showrooms yeah
0: so what's unique about the amalfi coast as opposed to anywhere else in italy
1: I guess the sort of geography of the area, because okay. you have to, um, you travel up quite high and then you're right on the seafront. So it's quite, quite steep. Yes. And and
0: lots of steps. Um, you said the Amalfi Coast was a really romantic place to be. What makes it so romantic?
1: I don't know. I think just the atmosphere of, um, it, it just feels very, it feels very elegant and it's very sort of, it's quite a chic place to be. It's okay. quite, it's not showy chic, but it's more like a sort of, it just feels very historic and romantic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the views are fantastic. The hotels are all stunning. Um, most of the hotels have amazing views as well. So you've got sort of terraced gardens, and it, you said it was quite high up. Do the terraced gardens lead down to the sea? In some places, it does. Oh, yeah, how beautiful. yeah. In Ravello, it doesn't because it's too high up. But you've got okay. lots of steps. So the villages are all steps and quaint little cobbled streets and. It, yeah, it feels great. It's a special place. Definitely get your steps in. I need, to go, I
0: need to go again because, yeah. I do Go again and we can get you back on yeah. the podcast to talk all Explore about more. the Amalfi Coast. Mm. <laughs> Where's our final stop then on
1: our Italy trip? So I'm going to take you to the island of Sardinia, which is it's actually off the west coast, just below Corsica, and it's a brilliant island to explore. You've, it's very different in the north and it is than it is in the south. So in the south, it's like long, wide stretches of beaches, quite flat landscapes. And then in the north, you've got these amazing, almost like granite landscapes with big boulders, a bit more sort of cove-style beaches. And the turquoise water, emerald water, at the top in the, in the north is just stunning. It's just the greeniest blue that you've ever seen. It's just beautiful beautiful. white sand that reflects off the sunlight from the bottom. It's gorgeous. Is
0: the vibe in Sardinia different to Italy? Does it feel very different or does it feel very, very much part of Italy?
1: No, it definitely feels very Italian still. It's probably got a bit more of a sort of relaxed, chilled vibe maybe a bit more sort of a b3 kind of some in okay. some areas so it's a you know they have sort of more sort of beach clubs that, that's got that kind of um, yeah a bit more sort of relaxed um holiday vibe where would you recommend we stay while we're in sardinia in the northern part of sardinia in costa smeralda that area so you've got these beautiful cove beaches you can hire boats you can go to madalena islands so the hotels up there tend to have uh, land and a lot of uh, beachfront as well so in the south of the island there's um, fantastic hotels that tend to be um, more resort style hotels rather okay. than boutique style so the resort style somewhere like Forte Village has got an amazing selection of activities it's got loads of different accommodations types yeah, it's really a, a resort that suits everybody from, from zero to 90. <laughs> it's, got, it's So good so for much, a family holiday. Yeah, really great for a family holiday, yeah.
0: While you were in Italy yourself... What was your most memorable experience? What was something that you
1: did or saw that just surpassed your expectations? Um, Going back to Venice, I think just arriving in Venice was a real wow moment for me, just because I'd, I'd been wanting to go there for so long and just being there and arriving on the water and just having, you know, just having Venice kind of appear in front of you. Like rising yeah. up from yeah. the lagoon. It just it was just it was pretty special. We're going to
0: talk very briefly a little bit more about the food in Italy because obviously that's what it's known for. We all love the for. food. We all love the food. Did you have a particularly special meal while you were there? Was there somewhere that you ate in Italy that it's a meal you'll remember forever?
1: Okay, I must have tried about 24 tiramisu. <laughs> Than <laughs> I was in Italy. I have got a bit of a thing for tiramisu, and I, I, ca- I couldn't tell you which, if there was one that was better than the other. Every single one seemed better than the last, but they were all amazing can't go wrong with tiramisu you cannot if you love it tiramisu um but no I think the meal we had at the Belmont Cipriani Mm -hmm. was just spectacular it was so lovely it was such an amazing setting which kind of added to the I don't know added some something special to the taste I don't I don't know it was just beautiful (laughs) and the views were amazing and just so just sitting there in that setting having pasta, having a limoncello spritz and then having a tiramisu sounds absolutely life perfect. was good at that point yeah <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming in to talk to me about Italy. It's my pleasure. I cannot wait to go to Venice now and just experience everything that you've said. I'll come with you (laughs) to have some more tiramisu. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us across social media for more travel inspiration. We'll see you next time in Paradise.